You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. And your team has been kicking ass every single day. I'm Matt Moore for Locked On Nuggets alongside my partner, Adam Mares from DNVR, bringing you today's recap episode after the Denver Nuggets just obliterated the Pistons. And it was so bad that they didn't really have to try on defense. So everyone had to make a big <laughs> fuss about how they didn't try enough on defense. And that's not good enough when this game was not in doubt after the first quarter. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about all that, but today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and the Nuggets are enjoying things right now. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Adam, um, where to start? Well, real quick, are we? is this podcast about the number one offensive team in NBA history? Is that who we're, is that who we're talking about tonight? It is, in fact, about the number one currently ranked team in NBA history per offensive rating since the uh, rating was first available based off of when certain statistics started to be recorded. So, yes, alongside, alongside six other teams, other. Five, <laughs> five other teams, the Nuggets so are on pace to set the highest offensive rating in history. Yeah, it's silly. But you know what? I'm going to take it. Take it. Look, um, there's a lot of places to start here. No Jamal Murray, knee soreness. Don't know if he's going to play tomorrow. All right. Wouldn't be surprised if he did. Figured this was maybe like, a, hey, you know what? We can finally start getting the guys maybe a minute or two, which hey, maybe you could have done that back when Jamal was falling apart back in January, but whatever. Well, I um, actually think I think there's a point to be made here, and that is, if you look at the schedule from here till the close, there's not a lot of two game breaks. It's a lot of every other day or three games in four nights. And right. I, I think all teams, not just the Nuggets. In fact, the Nuggets, I think, have maybe more breaks than than most teams at this point. But I think all teams need to kind of think about where to rest guys and where you can get one. And you rest Jamal Murray tonight, you still pick up a W. You know, that's great. I, I don't get the sense that's what it was. I think Jamal Murray looked hobbled. He'd been wearing a wrap. So I think there's actually, an, a, you know, some kind of injury here. But there's going to be – you're going to have to fight off the temptation to, hey, six-game winning streak, we can extend this to 10, 11, 12. And also just being pragmatic and saying we need everybody healthy and and resting when you have opportunities. Yeah. I mean, it's just – they knew they were going to win this game. They won this game. They didn't need him. Why not get him a, get him a break? And yeah. if he's sore, then why risk it? Like that's the biggest thing. It's just why risk it? Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's start here because this is like the big narrative arc of the night. Um, what a performance by Jeremy Grant, right? Like 11 of 18 from the field, 29 points, five rebounds, four assists, 11 of 18 from the field, three of five from three, and only a minus 12 as his team lost by <laughs> 15 in the end, ultimately, after being down. Uh, by 20 or more look I'm not trying to be like I made these comments around the game and it's like I'm not you know I know Nuggets fans are, are sore about it I'm are not they? trying to think about it but are like fans sore about it honestly like yeah. you, you've observed that they are okay the ones the ones uh, that were in my mentions tonight were not like 
weren't sore about it. It was more like there was a lot of there there was a, a decent amount of people saying like, hey, you know, like it worked out for both sides. Like good for Jeremy. Right. Or, hey, this is what, he, you know, this is what he wanted. And so we got what he wanted. I, I do. I go back and forth on this. Right. And like there's a lot like James Edwards over the athletic reported on on some of the stuff that he some of the reasons why he chose the Pistons in terms of his relationship with Weaver, um, wanting to play for a black coach, wanting to play for a black GM. And like, those are like bigger issues than just like basketball in his career. But like he did choose a uniquely terrible team to go get stats on. Like that's ultimately like what his career is, is like, he didn't like give up a bunch of money to go play for doc rivers. Right, right, right. And I'm not trying to rehash this. It's just that it's more about like the fact that tonight was so much like emblematic of exactly how this has gone. Is like Grant went and, and is going to get like got his money. We'll probably get more. Is going to put a bunch of stats, and his team got absolutely just like destroyed. I mean, I, I, it's weird because I thought he was really good tonight. I think he's been good all year in terms of doing things I didn't think he was capable of, and tonight it was on full display. I mean, he was. I thought Nug- the Nuggets and Aaron Gordon did a pretty good job on him early, and he just kept taking shots. You know, he had that bank shot early that maybe, you know, was a little luck. But he just had some nice moves in him, man, some really nice finishes. I talked all last year about how he doesn't take the basket hard to the hole when there's, like, roadblocks in the way. Tonight he was attacking the basket pretty hard. And, you know, so I think he had a point to prove. And, um, honestly, point kind of received. I didn't think Jeremy Grant was this good. I don't think Michael Malone thought he was this good. He's, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, I don't think anybody had any reason to think so either. Like, I'll just say that. Like, I don't think right. anybody had any reason to be like, you know, like, I don't know. We, we were always in the space where it's like, you should have known. And it's like, how? Like, how, right. you know, like, and even yeah. then, I'm, I, I still am kind of like, okay, but to what end? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, on the other side, look, this is, this to me is the most absurd stat of the night. When Nikola Jokic on the floor tonight, they scored 1.5 points per possession. That's that is pretty pretty like, ridiculous. Okay, so like I spout these numbers all the time, and I think people, you know, if you're not into stats, your your eyes kind of glaze over. I just like here's the thing: you're getting a bucket, and a, like you're getting almost a bucket every single time you go down the floor, right? Like if you get score two points per possession, that's a bucket every single time. One point five is nuts. Yeah. Like that's that's crazy. You're scoring a point and a half every single time that you touch the ball. Like, not even sure he broke a sweat too. Like, I mean, there was a few times where you look like, okay, he's being aggressive, but the game just comes so naturally. I told you before we started that I, I'm feeling take, you know, takey. Like I've got some takes or this or that. And honestly, I'm feeling just so confident in this Nuggets team right now. It's a weird place for me to be in. And it's because of the things that they're capable, that they do, not capable of doing, the things that they do every possession on offense when they have their guys on the court. Tonight, they didn't even have all of their guys missing Jamal Murray that are just so easy and so simple. And I, I I think it's really hard. I think you have to really be straining yourself to not be optimistic about the Nuggets right now. I think if you're not optimistic about the Nuggets right now, you write for a certain outlet <laughs> and you very clearly you're just like you are not paying attention because for you it's like well i'm only gonna pay pay attention to the lakers and the clippers and then whatever my pet team is whether it's the jazz or the suns or the sixers or the nets or whoever um and it's basically just you know and i understand why like i get i wrote a thing that i wrote a column today on action uh i think it's up that talks about that talks about the like the new the new big four and, and how much they've absolutely destroyed teams and in part of that like 
You you wrote that today? Yeah. And okay. and and part of that conversation, I think the reason for skepticism is mostly just that like teams like Denver don't like again, just in the course of NBA history, like this doesn't happen. But like, you know, people would say that about the Raptors, like the Raptors will never win a title, and they did. Um, people always say that about the Warriors, the Warriors never won a title, and they yeah. did. So, like, it make, will happen at some point. This team makes and, you believe, though. They're, they're making yeah. it, they're just doing it so easily. And I know it's only, you know, quote unquote, only five games of the Gordon era, but all five of those. And yes, tonight was just the Raptor, whatever caveats you want to put on it. But it's the it's the way you do it. Is it tough fallaways? Mm-hmm. Is it three pointers? Is it half court? He's no, this, they're just getting layups. They're getting whatever they want. Everybody kind of fits seamlessly. Even Michael Porter Jr., who was phenomenal tonight, gets his buckets largely almost exclusively within the flow of the offense. And it's just, it's crazy to watch right now, how much this team has come together. I ran into like a colleague was giving me pushback. He's like, well, he's like, come on, slow down. It's only been four games. And I'm, and I, like I told him, I was like, look, I'm not, you know, I am well, I am well entrenched and, and I lean towards skepticism when it comes to the nuggets. Yeah. I, I look, I, I, I've done this quite a bit. Okay, sure. If you if you want to say LeBron and AD are better, it's LeBron. So I get that. I don't know about the combined might of LeBron and AD and the combined might of Murray and Jokic. That's pretty close, in my opinion. Um, their biggest thing last year was like they needed stops and they needed one more guy. Yeah. And they got one more guy. And yeah. like they have two more guys realistically when you look at Porter. it's so true that's they have two more guys that's the thing i think some people maybe are missing here michael porter's a new guy he's not what he was last year which was a very unreliable up and down but talented player he's so he's pretty reliable right now well not only that but i mean you talked about like just in the flow of the offense um it's interesting to, to take the, like this will be one that will be debated forever is like would he have gotten here without what malone the approach malone decided to take with them or not right like what do you just yeah. you know but well i look over i want to interrupt here because i look over at golden state and and i see the way that the fans are sort of analyzing the season with wiseman and how frustrated they are and you know there's some points to it but i really do think that what's lost in a lot of this is you know there is a like a the style of basketball that the nuggets are cultivating and have cultivated over seven years and that the warriors cultivated at their peak that's an important and very good and useful style of basketball that all players can thrive in. And Wiseman being a rookie, it is a weird situation as Michael Porter's was being a rookie on a team that was trying to win at this very moment. But I do think there's something lost amongst fans about, Hey, there's real struggles and real foundations that have to be laid sometimes that maybe you don't see right away. And I, that's why I think the, trio of jeremy grant aaron gordon and michael porter jr is so fascinating jeremy grant was a role player second round pick that was a bit player his whole career and then chose to become a star something he had never been before uh, on a bad team aaron gordon was a star on a bad team who chose to be a role player on a good team and michael porter jr is like the guy that i wonder if he sees both of those paths and maybe can learn something from both of those about it does feel nice that I could go somewhere and shoot 23 times a game and maybe do this or that, but maybe it's not all it's worked up to be. I don't know. It's an interesting sort of trio to kind of look at the two people's career arc and then Michael Porter and where he's at at this very moment. Circle back to, to Jeremy. One of the things, if you remember, was like the, 
he was kind of la- like laughing in his exit interview and like Mike was there and they were yeah. trading glances, right? Um, and there was like a sense afterwards of like, he, you know, he, it was one thing to not be the guy and not to be the second guy, but to not be the third guy because of Porter, that was why. And now like, I'm just like looking at this and like, I mean, do, do, do you think you're better than Michael Porter Jr.? Right, 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 right. You know, and look, I've been, I was hard on Porter this whole season and I felt like I had to be critical when he failed. Adam, the last 15 games. Oh no. 21 points. That's incredible. Nine rebounds. But this is the this is the thing that I just can't, I can't, I can't deal, Adam. He's shooting 60% from the field and 54% from three over 15 games. Taking 14 shots a game. It's so wild. Like how what? 14 shots a game is the part that really yes. out to you. Yes. 14. It's not that many. Well, no, but here's the thing you're like it's not that many it's quite a bit when you're shooting 60 percent from the field oh well, well yeah yes but that's what i mean is he's getting to a lot of points without taking you know without taking me yet i mean it's funny because he gets 25 points tonight. it's 20 i'm almost surprised that it's 21 it almost feels like it's more i wonder is there a trend even higher than than that if you just go last five games or so oh yeah you know? no if i go like here here's here's last um let's see last 10 is that's still 20 and a half let's go last five so in the porter era or in the gordon era rather yeah probably still like 22 23 maybe i mean i thought he's been over 20 21.4 so so he's kind of holding steady here at this 21.4 but yeah it's just the fact that so many of his shots now i mean think about early in the season how often we'd be like okay that's not it or where are you dribbling to and i just feel like over the last several games you don't really think that anymore it's so decisive he just he understands the triggers he understands the mechanisms and i think also a lot i will say this a lot of it is like he's not overthinking it when he drives either like if he drives and he's just like no i got him i'm gonna pull up for this Jokic isn't like shaking his head anymore he's like okay like good shot that's it you know and it, it, like he's just like a normal he and and look a lot of this like he's afforded the same leniency the barton is right absolutely. he should be a, he absolutely. should be a, and like he should be afforded more barton was fantastic tonight though like right. they don't turn this into a blowout without without barton's points but you're right that like everything's very easy but it's also like everyone's just super i just the way that i mean porter's just averaging 20 points on 60 percent shooting <laughs> doesn't make sense like and like i'm not i'm not shocked because we saw it last year right like we saw like that was one of the things that you and i would talk about this we saw we saw it after the indiana game we were like that was like insanely efficient and then he would have these games and you and i would be like i and like i've mentioned this like when he has good games it's always like eight of ten yeah it's yeah it's absurd how many uh, yeah yeah he has all these nights where it's just like he doesn't miss at all yeah and i mean i I don't know. I, I just don't know what you do. This, I mean, this is a lot of his. I, because I, I went through a couple of the actions. I'm like, did you see the video from Mo today? Mo Dekel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've been highlighting that exact play for about two weeks, but it's okay. Yeah, I, I saw it from Mo as well. It was I very can't good. It was very read good. Read everything on DNVR. <laughs> um, so, but like that, that sequence of play, like that play is a like genius, right? Like it's just like. The weapons are, are so tough. And like there was another one that I highlighted. That's, that's where the thing is, I don't think it's genius. I think it's really simple. It's just that Denver right. happens to have the perfect combination yeah. of players right now that there's nothing you can do about it. That's what that's that's the genius of it. But I think but I, I guess the only reason I'm saying that is like 
I'll also say this though. A lot of teams will run those type of actions, but they half-ass run them. Nobody's actually looking to do anything with it. Okay. Like the guard will the guard will set the back screen and they'll come off the DHO and then they'll just kind of jog. And instead, like Murray's like ready to fire immediately. Here's the crazy thing though, Matt. They ran it a lot tonight. They ran it a lot tonight. There was no Murray in there. And Murray, and I'm not trying to take away from Murray. Murray's like the best screener on the team. He's he's perfect in that role. But you run it tonight with Monte Morris and Will Barton, that still works perfectly. It's just that's what I mean. Denver now with their cast of characters can put teams in the pressure cooker with and this is why I'm so high on them. They do it without having to get too creative. Just basic actions put teams in such uncomfortable positions. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, I want to touch on the defense a little bit, and we'll uh, bounce around through the bench that finally had itself a good night. We'll do that after the break. But first, we've got the Michelob of Ultra Player of the Week, and this is going to be a tough one, I think. Ooh, uh, oh, yeah, man. yeah, our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week of the Week that reminds you it's only Ooh. worth it if you enjoy it. With 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, Michelob Ultra wants to remind you that joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. So I, I have it. I think I have mine. Okay, up. who's your ultra player of the week? I want to hear yours first. There's three candidates for this, in my opinion. I think it's Michael Porter for me. That one is a worthy – That's uh, you might have the right answer on this one. But I'm going with Aaron Gordon in part because okay. I know this talks about playing with joy and this or that. And can I tell you the play that defined joy tonight? Yeah. Jokic to Gordon, Gordon to Jokic, Jokic to Gordon, Gordon to Jokic layup. Like Aaron Gordon took four shots tonight. Content, happy as a clam. He gets it for me. The way that he's fit in, the way he's bought in, the way he – Yeah, I'm with you. Nugget, he, he wins it for me. Uh, I think the, the 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 Mike 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 thing is really fun. I think oh, I can't right. Oh, that's a close when one. You, when when it comes playoff time and ball arena is back to seventy five percent capacity, I'm not reporting that. That's a projection for me. Um, when it's back to like seventy five percent capacity by like the second round, then and like the entire arena is going Mike 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 Mike. Mike it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be yeah, great. It's gonna be wild. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back on Lockdown Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets, thanks for making this part of your day. Get all the sports you need, news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Adam, so postgame, not, not a, a thrilled bunch, not, not a bunch of, of like, ooh, we're so good. There was a lot of like, wow, we just really didn't defend at all tonight um malone was was annoyed i think malone probably was just mostly pissed off about the bench letting it slide so he had to put like he felt like he had to put mpj back in <clears throat> and the fact that he it got might, like he might have also been a little upset that jeremy grant went off as much as he did there might be a little bit there yeah might have might been a little bit but can i say i'm a little bit <laughs> this is one where i i think and like the the nuggets didn't like blow it off either like they gen- i mean they whether it was lip service or not they they pretended like this was serious i kind of was, was like guys like you don't have like i would <laughs> when i listened to the post game i was like guys, you don't you don't have to do this it's okay it's the pistons it's okay right like right, right. like i think everybody gets it except for malone who's never gonna get it um 
I mean, look, they gave up a one. I guess here's the thing. Here is the, if you're looking for a trend, here is like the one thing. They give up um, a 108.5 to Atlanta. That's fine. They give up a 99 to Philadelphia. That's great. They give a 105.6 to the Clippers. That's awesome. That's 113.5 to the Magic, and then 124 to the to the Pistons uh, in terms of their defensive rating. I do tend to, I I do tend to just look at this though and just go like, they know, like, why 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 burn yourself on trying to shut down the Detroit Pistons? I think Michael Malone has to bang that drum like he just has to because the moment you stop, the team maybe gets on their heels. But I think you're also right that the team understands like, yeah, like why are we going to defend the Pistons? We won by we won so comfortably. That game was the Nuggets won the first quarter by what, six points? And they were horrible in the first quarter. They were up six. And you kind of look at it and go, wow, this is going to be an easy one. Yeah. And like I just (laughs) – I, I do think here's the magic kind of proved this right where like the second half the magic they the nuggets really kind of clamped down and got things under control in terms of the defense right like second half versus the magic they held them to an 89.8 offensive rating mm, yeah exactly exactly what was it in the second quarter of this game because especially when Jokic checked back in and the nugget the starting unit checked back in the last four or five minutes of that half was just yeah. a like an exhibition it was it was it was 96 they they (laughs) in the second quarter they had a 148 offensive rating and a 96 defensive rating they beat them by 52 for 100 possessions it's and it felt like it i mean you watched the ending of that the last like four or five minutes of that half were just uh, like oh my god this thing is a machine look at this team i mean that's that's how i describe them they're a machine right now they are absolutely just destroying teams and are you feeling as takey as I am about them? It's how they're doing it. Like it would be one. No, I know what you're saying. I know it's the problem. I th- the only problem I think is that I can't be like the, you know with the Jazz. I've been like, well, I think they peaked too early. Mm. You know, Jazz fans have been been in my mentions, kind of like saying that, like, well, have they peaked too early? And I'm like, right. actually, like, this is the like I am being dead serious here. If you ask me, when is the best time to get hot in the NBA? It is roughly the last like 45 days to 15 days left in the season. Right. Like that th- that 30 day stretch is when you want, which is what we're in right now is when you want to play your best like this right here is where if you dominate because if you dominate now you lock up your playoff spot you lock up you'll be in your seating you can figure out your seating as you go and that's a whole other mess for another podcast um but in general like i i've said this and i do believe it like (laughs) there's that old kind of not old there's that that pop culture reference about like I'm not locked in here. Like I'm not locked in oh, here. Oh yeah, this is Rorschach. I, I, this is Rorschach from uh, Watchmen. Yeah, look at me citing uh, graphic novels here. Look at you. I did not <laughs> even realize you would be able to reference that. Um, not surprising that Alan Moore is the one that you referenced. But like, that's the whole thing here. The the Western the Nuggets aren't locked in the Western Conference. The right. Western Conference is locked in with the Nuggets. I think people are starting to maybe see that a little bit and. Look, there's still some great teams out there, but I just I just look at this team and it just makes so much sense. It's coming together. And Michael Porter is looking like a true – we said a star in the making. We said he has superstar potential. I can't tell if he's arrived 
Like I, I can't tell if like, okay, now he clearly has more to learn, but the level he is at, what is the level he is at right now? Is he he's shooting 60% scoring <laughs> 20 a game? It's like, a pretty high level. Like I, I, you know, and there will be the, the comment will come of like, um, well, he's not going to shoot this well. Right. And that's what I would usually say, but I got news for you. Like he might shoot this well. He might shoot this well, like not fine. 57% might be high. If he's shooting 45% from three for the rest of the season, they're great. They're awesome. They're elite. Like somebody made the comparison today that, that about Clay Thompson, somebody, cause I, I mentioned the numbers and somebody was like, those are Clay Thompson numbers. Yeah. And somebody else commented, another Nuggets fan was like, that's kind of who he is. He's six ten, Clay Thompson. He kind of is that. Yep. <laughs> and like not defensively. Right. And like Clay's one of the best shooters of right, all of time. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clay's probably the second best shooter of all time. In my opinion, it's like him or Ray Allen, but. Well, I, it has I, the added benefit that he's never guarded. I have no fear whatsoever of Michael Porter in a playoff series anymore. Like yeah. if you target him, oh. right. Cause a lot of this is a lot of this honestly is the, is the way that they've changed the scheme because you just, if you're switching everything except one five and you get to choose who like they'll take the nuggets will take whoever the, the biggest screen threat is and they'll just switch it. If they're playing Dallas, right. Mm-hmm. There and it's and Jokic is guarding Porzingis. Yeah, they'll st- and they run one five. Sure, they'll probably they'll probably still play two at the level, and that's going to put a lot of pressure on on Porter. But he's got Gordon to help him, and the athleticism helps. But also additionally, and on top of that, is if they run Kleber, they'll put Gordon on him, and they'll just switch it. They'll just switch everything. Yeah, you know, and and Doncic will do his thing, scoring thirty five. But like their ability to switch things now fundamentally just makes it easier on him. If they're playing the jazz, right. Um, like that's kind of the concern, but the, the nuggets have already proven that if they can stop, they can beat the, the jazz when Mitchell goes off for 50, like they can yeah. do that. Right. Yeah. Um, they've already, they proved that last year and this team can probably do it even better given how much offensive firepower they have now in a playoff series. Like, okay. If they switch, Porter on to Mitchell and Mitchell's just like cooks him and is constantly scoring. Okay, fine. But that means you're not getting all those three pointers. That means you're not getting all that off that off ball action. Right. Yeah. Go bears not doing anything like that's not who the jazz want to be. Right. Um, th- this is one of, I think the real assets of who the nuggets have evolved into. They can do ball is popping Jokic ball. Everybody's moving the ball, constant rotations, all these different things. And if you are able to muck that up and you make it tough and you make it difficult, fine. We're going to bludgeon you with two man game with Murray oh, yeah. so over like and over again. I'm, I want to go back. I was looking this up as you were, as you were kind of making that point, you were talking about his um, efficiency. If we just go by effective field goal. So effective field goal just accounts for, you know, whether you're taking twos, threes, you know, but it doesn't factor in the free throw aspect of this 60 is like, okay, we're good. You know, 60 is pretty good. 70 is pretty unheard of. Michael Porter, 86 and a half, 80, 61, 82, 69, 100, yeah. 60, 73, 64, 73, 73, 50. Like I said, 70 was like an out, you know, that's like an insane. You were incredible tonight. He's getting 80s, 70s and 80s consistently. His efficiency is just through the roof. And and it's not one game. And it's not like one game he was so high that it weighed up a couple of down ones. It's 
every single night. It's great. And it's just, uh, that's why I say I can't tell if he's arrived. The, the other day, you know, Zach Lowe said that he that Denver has a big three. I don't feel like Denver has a big three yet. I still feel like they fall back to a two-man game, and ergo they still have it too. But Michael Porter is just approaching star status all, over this last 15, 20-game stretch. And I think it's kind of hard to deny that he's he, that he's not at least knocking on the door of being a star. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally with you on that. By the way, uh, plug, you should go listen to Adam on the low post because God, he, he was on with the low post. Did you have fun with that? I did, I did have fun with it. That was very cool. And it's been a cool, it's been cool hearing everybody's response. Zach's very high on the nuggets. Him being high makes me feel even better about being high on the nuggets. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's honestly, I think um, my opinion would be that he's been waiting for the right moment. Oh, totally. To be high on the nuggets. I think this is like, this is the time to be high on the nuggets. You know, it's like, it's finally like you can do it. This is the perfect time to buy in. If you're like the national media is like, this is the time to be like, you know, I was talking about them in April about how good yeah, they were. Yeah, oh, totally. You're so right about this. This is like you one more week from today, you, you might be a little bit late. Like the, the price went up. You might feel like, Oh man, I should have got that, that, that take. Yeah. Yeah. I should have bought that stock. I was just a little bit earlier. Speaking of which James Harden possibly out for 10 days. The, the MVP candidates are, are dropping pretty rapidly. Every night it feels like a new one drops. I mean, Jokic at this point, I think I would be surprised. I would be shocked if he's not the MVP barring injury. Yeah. I mean, everybody's, I think leaning that way. Um, look, I think the, the big, his big threat right now, I think is MVP. Can we can we just say something though? We haven't even talked about Jokic tonight, and uh, and I don't think he was a major story. But look at his stat line tonight. I know, twenty seven points, eight re- eight rebounds, eleven assists, twenty six and a half minutes, thirteen of sixteen shooting, and it was an unremarkable night. Just un- totally unremarkable. It's just like yeah, you know, Jokic Jokic crushed him again. They won by nine in his minutes. Prime Wilt Chamberlain numbers. <laughs> like 13 of 16 from the, this is, I posted this one. Um, let me look it up. The numbers to, to reflect that the, the big three tonight with, with who is Barton, which, you know, props to Barton for, it was great tonight for stepping up uh, again, which, which I would hear more of that uh, from the people that are constantly like, I want to banish him to the ends of the earth. But I mean, <laughs> M- MPJ, Jokic and Barton, had 73 points on 33 of 47 shooting. That's ridiculous. That's just, that's absolutely insane. That it is. It's patently obscene. Uh, it's obscene is what it is. What it is. That's how I would put it. It's like, it's a completely obscene mark. You talked about the, the effective field goal percentage. Okay. Since, uh, since the Boston game. Okay. So after the Boston game, the day after the Boston game, the low point of Michael Porter Jr.'s basketball career. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five, six. Porter is seventh in effective field goal percentage. Okay. Okay. 64.5. Here are the players above him. Okay. I want to hear this. DeAndre Jordan. Yep. Dunks only. Joe Ingles. And it's surprising. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's actually, he has a 71.4. He has a 71.4 effective field goal percentage. Oh, are you saying this is on the season or since that the game? Since that day, and okay. also like Ingles is actually there for like the whole year though. Like right, he's, having, yeah, like, he's been, yeah, he's, he's really having like one of the most efficient shooting seasons ever. Um, I'm sure that will definitely hold in the playoffs. Uh, Tony Snell of Atlanta is third. That's Joe Harris is fourth. Rudy That's Gobert, fun. Mitchell Robinson, Dunks, Dunks, and then Porter. Wow. 
It's uh, special, man. It, it's truly special. I gotta look at this one too. Since March first, going back even further. Yeah, going back a little bit. A little March first, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he he moves up to fifth when you go since March first. It's Ingle, Snell, Robert Williams, DeAndre Jordan, and Porter. With a since since March first, Michael Porter Jr. has a seventy point four effective field goal percentage. Imagine just think about the shots DeAndre Jordan takes, and then yeah. think that Porter is as efficient as him from yep. all over the court. <laughs> yep, but he's not Tony Snell, so that should be noted. He is no Tony um, Snell. But man, I just yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on this. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the Spurs. I have an interesting take about the Spurs. You were, I love that you were, you brought the takes tonight. I'm very Adam. Sometimes I got to bring them. Sometimes you got to bring them. We play off of each other, much like the Denver Nuggets do with their sixth straight win. You're never going to believe it, guys, but I have talked to you about Built Bar because they are the great tasting, delicious protein bar covered in 100% chocolate. All the flavors, apple almond crisp, coconut almond, the champ, coconut, brownie chunk. You got toffee almonds, peanut butter brownie. They're covered in 100% chocolate, like I said, soft and easy to chew. They're health conscious. Uh, let's take the peanut butter bar. Only 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. If you go to BuiltBar.com and you use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. We're also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. March Madness is over, but baseball has wound itself up. And if you want to bet on or against the Rockies, depending on your particular view, as well as the Nuggets and the NHL, the Avs, this could be an exciting spring in Denver. It's going to be a much better spring than I think it was a fall or the next fall will be if you catch my drift. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props and almost anything that you can imagine. They got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code locked on we'll be right back on locked on nuggets back here on locked on nuggets final segment with adam Marez from dnvr get more analysis of the top prospects available in this year's nba draft with locked on nba draft podcast scouting reports draft rumors mock drafts and full coverage of everything that you need to know about the nba draft from our their credential draft experts follow the locked on nba draft podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Adamaras, you said before the break that you've got a Spurs take. I want to hear it. What's your Spurs take? Well, it's a simple one here. It's, it's not that big of a take, but, you know, I think Denver is really good right now. The Spurs are not so good, but Greg Popovich is very good. And the Nuggets have a little mini playoff, two games in a row against San Antonio, Wednesday and Friday. And the one thing I'm curious about with Denver, you know, they're still going to be tested against the top of the top teams. And, I re- and later in the season, they're going to get a chance to measure up against them. But one of the other things I'm curious for them to to have to go up against is a team that starts to scheme specifically for them. One thing that happens in the playoffs, teams start to come up with game plans that the, that a team has never seen before. And, okay, here's what they do. Why don't we try this thing? Not necessarily gimmicks, but just things that try to force them out of their comfort zone. And I think we're going to see that 
maybe tomorrow, but certainly on Friday and over the course of two games, I think that you're, the Nuggets are going to be thrown something, maybe a zone, maybe, just maybe something, and I'm really curious to see how they respond to it. It'll be interesting to see, I think, based off of the fact that like the Spurs are trying to get themselves right. Um, they're in a bad spot because of all the cancellations. They had, after the break, they had like 40 games. Mm. They, had the mo- they were tied with the Grizzlies for the most in the league and that they're just it's so constant and they're so banged up. Um, yeah, they've lost three in a row and four or five. And when, gosh, if you go back, they've lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of their last 10, mm. um, which may be kind of surprising, but like, you know, and, and like, look, they lost, they lost to Charlotte's who has been a tough team. They lost to Milwaukee, the Clippers twice. They lost to the Kings, which the Nuggets fans understand how that goes. They lost to the Hawks, the Pacers, but then they lost to the Cavs by 24 the other night. Like, it's been rough. Um, one of the issues is that they they lost DeMarcus, or not DeMarcus, LaMarcus, Arch, LaMarcus Aldridge, but they didn't replace him. I was I always talked about how much the, the Spurs struggled without Aldridge, but I also noted, like, if he doesn't play, they also struggle, and they didn't really replace him. And that's been... Right a huge issue for them. They've had guys out. They've had like DeJounte Murray's been out. Um, they're just missing a lot right now. And so the, the nuggets are catching them at the right time. I think you're probably right that they'll see a zone. Uh, I don't know if it'll work. The Clippers, I know just tried like a little bit of it and it did not go well. Right. Um, the nuggets, the nuggets really cut it to pieces with all the cutting action that they, that they bring. Um, Jakob Pertle profiles as like a player that, should be like sneaky, pretty good at maybe Jokic, but like nobody can stop him. Like no, no, like it doesn't matter who. I, I mean, it really doesn't. Like I, you know, Rudy Gobert is one of the best defensive players probably of all time. I'm not exaggerating on that. Like as much as 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 I see you, I see you on camera. <laughs> like I'm all right. I don't know, <laughs> but he deserves to be on the list. Like I don't put him over Rodman. I wouldn't put him over Pippen. I wouldn't put him over uh, Hakeem. Um, I would put him in that next tier down of specialist defenders. You know, like I think you can make like an argument between Ben Wallace and Rudy Gobert in terms of their impact and what they were able to do. And I had a lot of respect. I think Ben Wallace is a hall of famer, but like, I don't think Rudy Gobert can like Rudy has given Jokic trouble from time to time. I have no reason to think that he would really challenge him at this point. He's so overpowered. Like Jokic is just, I just don't know what you do. I'm I really curious, don't know what you I'm do. I'm curious to see it. You know, one of the things that had given the Nuggets a hard time in, in seasons past was the Gobert favors combo. And you give Aaron Gordon out there, who's big enough to sort of bang with favors if he has to, but significantly more dynamic on offense. And, and I think would just destroy favors on the other end of the court. So to me, I feel like Denver now has an answer for that. So it is interesting. I, it's it's funny, Matt. You know me. How many years have we been talking about that? I've been always been confident about Jokic, but I haven't always been confident about the Nuggets. I just look at this Nuggets team yeah. and I think it's it's coming together. They're, it feels different. It feels I'll, different. I will admit that it feels different. Um, can I? All right, I have to talk to you about this and not talk to you about it. Okay. I have a the only real way that this falls apart is if a certain bad thing occurs. And I don't know whether the right way to, to anti-jinx that is to openly discuss it or never mention it. I mean, here's the thing. This season, more than just about anyone, really comes down to that for all these teams. And that's why I say the end of the season is going to be so crazy because 
every team has to play every other night for the next five weeks and they're going to be intense games and they're going to feel even more pressure and there's going to be i think a weird uptick in adrenaline with fans coming in i mean these guys have been playing in empty arenas for so long and i there's just so many factors in there that do make you nervous about that so um you're right. You're, I, I mean, it's going to come down to that. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver even decides to rest a few games and it surprises people, but it's probably the right move. You got to get to the postseason completely healthy. And Denver still working Aaron Gordon into all of that. And there's reason to play, but I think over 24 games, you can you can afford to take a couple nights off. You know your team's going to be good no matter who you go up against. You also know, by the way, the Nuggets have to know at this point their first round matchup is going to be tough. They might be yeah. tougher if you have to play the Lakers, but Portland, Dallas, it's not like you're eager to get into a series with those guys. It's going to be tough no matter who you get. Just be healthy uh, and be able to enter the playoffs at 100%. To that end, before we go, just a quick update for you on the standings because this is what I always focus in on. Yeah, let me hear them. All right, so the Jazz are first. They are six games up in the lost column on the Nuggets. That's a lot to make up considering how much Utah, Utah's winning. They're not uh, picking the- it up. They're, they will not be the one seed, I don't think. The Suns are 35 and 14. They're four up in the loss column. That's they're not catching. losing either. They're, they're, on they're not. They're either. nine. So yeah. here's the top four in the West. Nine and one in their last 10. Nine and one, nine and one, eight and two. Nuggets are eight and two. That's it. Like no one's losing. Wow. Nobody's losing. Um, so big game tomorrow, however, as the Jazz do play the Suns. So somebody one, loses. So one of those teams is catching an L. If Denver were to get the win on the back-to-back, obviously we can't make up some ground there. The Clippers are tied with the Nuggets in the loss column. They have two more wins, so the Nuggets are technically one game behind. But um, if you're like if you're not a super basketball nerd like I am, if you're looking at the standings and trying to figure things out, don't look at the games back column. It's a lie. Okay, right. only look at the losses column. That's all you gotta look at. If you are at the Nuggets are at 18 and the Clippers are at 18, they're tied. Don't worry about what, because you can catch up in wins. You can't catch up in losses. That's the way to think about it is you can, you can get back into it by winning more. You can make up those games. You cannot catch in losses. They don't go away. They don't change, right? They only go up. Um, The Lakers are 32 and 19 after destroying the Toronto Raptors in a surprising game on Tuesday night. Raptors are only good against the Nuggets, apparently. Yeah. Uh, the Blazers lost to the Clippers and they slide. They are now two back in the loss column from the Nuggets, and the Mavericks are now just one back from the sixth seed in Portland. So there is uh, still a chance that Portland and look, the, this is being talked about. Like, there's a chance the Lakers slide back into the play in game. That's like, <laughs> that that's the dream scenario for Denver is that they fall into the play-in game and then somehow lose game one and then win and get, because you can't really hope for them to fall out of the playoffs and they get the eight and then Utah after everything gets Utah versus, versus the Lakers. I'm here. I'm so here for it. So, so here for it. Um, yeah. Like you're most likely like right now you're matched up with the Lakers in round one. I'll ask you this. If you're tied, if I, I want, this is a great test of your, of your, uh, of your feeling. If you're tied in the loss column, going into the last night of regular season play with the Los Angeles Lakers and another team that's chasing in the six, in the sixth spot. Okay. And if you win, you're guaranteed to face the Lakers. And if you lose, you're guaranteed to not face the Lakers. What do you do? It's a tough one. Yeah, it is. (sighs) 
man, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel at this point, Denver just needs to win games and needs yep. to carry themselves. You know, last year, I don't know if you remember this, the game before the All-Star break. In fact, I think it was the final game of the night, so it was literally the last game going to the All-Star break. Not I'm good. sorry, are you, are you last season? I'm talking about last season. So 10 years ago then. Yeah, 10 years ago. But okay. my point isn't about – I mean, my point is more about the spirit of the Nuggets. Monte Morris got in LeBron's face and talked trash to him. And everybody, oh, on, yeah. everybody on the timeline talked about, you don't do that to LeBron. And then, of course, LeBron did go off, and he, he started going. And people were like, Mont- Nuggets learned a lesson. You don't talk to Le-. And my thing is, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Nobody ever beats the king by bending the knee to them, right, or showing the respect. If you're going to beat him, you go right at him. And, you know, if you lose, you lose. But I, I think the Nuggets just – they have to slay the dragon. And I think they're finally in a position where they're both confident and maybe even capable of, of, of actually doing that. I think you roll the dice and you see, let the chips fall where they may in this season. I just think that that's what you've got to do because you can come back next season and maybe make a run for the one seed. Um, and, like, at this point, like, I, they've done it twice where they've tried to duck things, and it's worked out pretty decently, honestly, for yeah, them. It's really great, actually, yeah. Um, but uh, I will say this. I do disagree with your assessment, though, based off of, like, you go right at them. I don't think that's true. And the reason I don't think that's true is because of the Spurs. Because the Spurs, like, teams would always try and, like, showboat and taunt and talk, and the Spurs were just like, okay, cool. You can do whatever you want. We're going to win. Like, but what I'm saying is it's not even about taunting. I'm not, I don't care about that part of it. I'm just talking about – I don't think you need to be – you can't act afraid of teams anymore. Yeah, you you'll, never, you'll never get past the team if you're like, oh, wait. I agree. You, so at some point, you just have to say, you know what? We can do this. We believe well, in ourselves. I will say this too. This has been their thing. They swore up and down after last year. They, they felt like they could have beaten the Lakers. They felt like right. they lost that series because of themselves. Oh, yeah. So – my thing is like okay you got a better team now go prove it like this is you know you get your shot a rematch and like if you were to beat them good lord the whole the the, the earth will shake the jump set will rumble <laughs> inside will quake but you know i think it, i i they have a chance like that that i do think is great but we still got about 45 days until we reach that point. A lot of time left. And we'll keep track of it as we go along as the Nuggets. This season is just wild. I just can't get past it. Like, they lost to the Kings three times. And now they're a death machine. Like, it's just <laughs> insane. I don't understand. Everything is just crazy. We'll keep track of all of it for you and keep talking here on Locked On Nuggets. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow with another episode.